Do you lack motivation to keep getting into the gym? Do you lack structure with your fitness routine? Do you keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and getting the same exact result? If that sounds like you, then I want you guys to make sure that you go check out my brand new revamped 10 week program because so many people struggle with a lack of motivation. They struggle with a lack of structure, but we make sure that we start off the program by getting very clear on what is the exact goal that you want to achieve. Then we determine the strategy. We determine the two or the three things that are the most important things that you need to do every single week in order to achieve that goal. And then I help you hold you accountable every single week, week after week to make sure you're actually making progress. Like I don't let my clients go more than a few weeks if they're not continuing to make progress to their goals. So make sure you guys check out my brand new 10-week program at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That way you can go from a lack of motivation to being able to jump out of bed every single morning. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another Fitness Goal Friday. I'm super pumped that you're, you're here today because today we're gonna talk about what and when to eat before working out because it is really important in regards to your overall performance during your workout and it's important towards actually whether or not you're gonna get closer to your fitness goal, which is what all of us ultimately want to achieve. But before I dive into that, if you guys are serious about wanting to take your fitness to the next level, if you feel like you're, you're lacking motivation right now and you need something to spark you, if you feel like you don't have the structure that you, you need in your fitness routine or just in your life in general right now, then you need to make sure that you check out my 10-week program. It has been a game changer for so many, and I would feel like I'm depriving you of something if I didn't try to let you know about it, if I didn't try to get you to at least look at a little bit more information about it. And you can do that at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs because I've seen it change so many lives and I know it can change yours as well. Because think about it. People so often come to me saying, I'm, I lack motivation. And then I'm like, okay, well, where does motivation come from? Motivation literally comes from feeling ourselves or seeing ourselves progressing towards a worthwhile goal. But that means that has a prerequisite of having a worthwhile goal. If you don't have any worthwhile goal, if you don't know where you're trying to work towards, then it's going to be nearly impossible to get a level of motivation that you want. And so that's why we have to set a goal. That's why we monitor our progress and, and we get that feedback loop. We get that motivation to see ourselves moving towards something that we want to achieve. So again, take a look at the at more information at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Or you can always DM me on Instagram at carrier underscore best you. But for now, let's talk, let's talk more about what and when to eat before working out. And I got this question in my private Facebook community. If you guys want to join that, you can look it up on Facebook, Best You. You can also friend me, Nick Carrier, on, on Facebook, and I would love to add you to the group as well. But the question was all around, what do you think we should be eating before working out? How often or how long before working out do we need to be eating? And what should we be eating after we work out as well? And the first overarching thing that I want to say in regards to this is you got to do what works best for you. Everybody's body works a little bit differently. Everybody needs to eat a little bit differently before working out. Like some people need a lot of food before they work out. Some people need very little food or some people can't eat at all before working out or they're going to get sick. And same thing with after working out. Some people can go a little bit longer before they need to replenish themselves. I wouldn't necessarily uh, try to see how long you can go. Um, I, would say rec I would recommend that most people eat after they work out within 30 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and a half to get some protein in and start rebuilding those muscles that you broke down and also to get your blood sugar levels back up. So that's kind of the overarching thing. Don't take 
it, it's not one size fits all. Nothing with fitness is one size fits all. Do what works best for you. Experiment a little bit here and there and, and see what works best for your body, what works best with you getting closer to your goals and what makes you feel the best. But there's kind of four things that I'm going to touch on today in regards to how you need to make the decision of what to eat and when to eat before working out. And there's four things are this. Number one is it depends on the diet that you're eating. It depends on the intensity with which you're getting ready to train at. It depends on timing. It depends on how how long you expect to go without eating before working out. And it depends on what your goal is. If you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to lose weight, whatever it is, it depends on your goal as well. So again, it depends on your diet, the intensity, the timing, and your goal. But I'm not going to necessarily go through those in order. I want to talk about fuel sources because it's kind of going to touch on a little bit of all four of those and then I'm going to break it down again towards the end. And again, with fuel sources, it's not one size fits all. It's not this is what works for, or it's not this is how it works in every single person's body. And I'm going to throw some numbers out there and it's not like these numbers are exactly what's happening in every single person's body because every person's body is different. Everybody's heart rate's different. Everybody's has different diets. Everybody has different amounts of sleep, different amounts of water intake, different nutrition habits. And so it's not one size fits all, but this is kind of generally speaking a really good guideline and a really good thing to follow and, and know about when making the decision of what and when to eat before working out. So again, generally speaking, your fuel sources that you get when working out come from carbohydrates or your glycogen storage. Number two is fat. And number three is your muscles or, or protein. And so again, generally speaking, everybody's primary fuel source throughout the day it, or, and, and really right when you start working out is going to come from carbohydrates or your glycogen storage. So when we eat food, when, you, when we eat carbohydrates, our bodies turn that into glycogen. So that is a usable form of energy for us to be able to use when working out. Then again, fats is the second one. And then muscles or protein is the third one. And so generally speaking, carbohydrates is always going to be the higher percentage of fuel source that you that you use. But it's also the highest percentage at the higher intensity that you're training at. And really heart rate being the highest intensity. Heart rate is the thing that in which I'm going to be talking about what intensity is coming from. So like a high heart rate is high intensity. Lower heart rate is a little bit lower intensity. So generally speaking, I'm going to kind of throw some numbers out there to give you a little bit of an idea. If I'm training at, let's say, a 90% of my max heart rate, so I'm really huffing and puffing. Again, making up some numbers to give you an idea. Let's say if I'm training at 90% of my max heart rate, then 85% of my fuel source is going to come from carbohydrates or going to come from glycogen storage. 15% might be coming from fats. But then if I'm training at a little bit lower heart rate, say 70% of my max heart rate, maybe 65% of my fuel is coming from carbs, 35% might be coming from fats. So I'd lay that out there because the higher intensity that you're training at, the higher percentage of carbohydrates that you're going to be utilizing. But even at a little bit lower percentage, you're still using a higher percentage of carbs and fats, but it's a lower, higher percentage if that makes sense. That's kind of why I wanted to throw the numbers out there. However, the longer that you train, the more duration that you train at, the more you deplete that glycogen storage, the more you deplete your carbohydrates. So also the longer that you train, the lower percentage of your energy can come from carbohydrates. That's why people talk about having sports drinks. That's why people have carbohydrates. Sometimes they, they need those carbs when they're eating to make sure that they're 
their blood sugar levels don't go too low when they're actually performing. Because if you go, if you train at a high intensity for a long period of time and you don't have your glycogen storage, your fats are not all that great at providing you with the energy to form at a, perform at a high intensity. So if you're training over a long period of time and you don't have the necessary glycogen storage, you're going to start to see a lack in your performance. You might start to get a little bit lightheaded. You might start to get a little bit dizzy. That's what's happening. You've depleted your glycogen storage and your fat storage is not able to give you the same level of, of energy for that high intensity. But I want to kind of transition a little bit into something that's called fasted cardio. So fasted cardio is something that people do when they're trying to lose weight. Bodybuilders do it all the time to really try to trim down and get their body fat percentage super low. And I'm not saying that it's going to be appropriate for every single one of you guys because that depends on diet, timing, everything that I've talked about before. But the idea of fasted cardio is that I am going to go a decent amount of time, maybe 8, 10, 12, 14 hours without eating, and then I'm going to train at a medium intensity or a medium or a low intensity and doing some cardio. And so what that, what that does is if I go 8, 10, 12, 14 hours or so, depending on how much I ate and what I ate, hopefully my body has already kind of churned through its glycogen storage and it's already kind of churned through its carbohydrates. And so when I train at that little bit lower intensity, when I do a stair climber for 45 minutes, when I power walk at an incline for 45 minutes, when I do a light jog for 45 minutes, my body goes right to burning fat as its primary fuel source because one, I don't have the glycogen storage and two, I'm training at a little bit lower intensity. But again, that kind of depends on you going a decent amount of time without eating leading up to it. And it also requires you to not have the glycogen storage within you. So if you have a high carb diet, it takes a long time for you to be able to use fat as your primary fuel source. And I don't want to get too sciencey and too much into terms, but ketosis, the keto diet, ketosis is literally your body in a state of, of using fat as its primary fuel source rather than carbohydrates. And so that's essentially kind of what intermittent fasting is all based around. That's what keto, keto is all based around. That's what this fasted cardio is all based around is you using fat as your primary fuel source. And then to go to that last fuel source of protein or muscles, a lot of people think that their muscles are going to break down um, if they train too long sometimes. And it's hard to get to the point where your muscles are breaking down as your fuel source. It's probably, if, if that ever happens, if you feel like you're losing muscle because you're training too hard for too long, it might be because your metabolism is really fast and it might be just because you're not eating enough. You're not having enough uh, carbohydrates. You're not having enough fats to use as a fuel source. So that's not as likely for a lot of people. If you're, if you're overtraining, then it could be likely then for you. So let, let's get a little bit more into practicality in regards to what and, and when to eat before working out. So if you want to lose weight, if you want to lose weight, then, if, and, that, and that's your goal, it, it, depend on, it depends on what your diet is. Let's say you want to lose weight and you have a normal diet, you're not really trying to restrict carbohydrates or anything like that, which is fine, which is fine. Then you want to make sure that you're training at a pretty good high intensity for a decent amount of time, and you also want to be spending some time in a little bit, little bit lower intensity. So one of the things we learn at Orange Theory is you want to make sure that you're training at a high intensity for maybe 12 minutes or more because when you're training at a high intensity and you're in an, in what's called an anaerobic zone, anaerobic means you're, use, you're, you're training without oxygen, anaerobic is without oxygen, 
You're literally flushing oxygen out of your body when you're spending time in that high heart rate zone. And what that does is if you spend a significant amount of time there, then after your workout, your body's like, I need more oxygen. I need to replenish my oxygen stores. And so it has to work hard to be able to replenish those oxygen oxygen stores. So you're actually training or you're actually burning calories at a higher rate for a longer period of time after your workout. That's a something that's called EPOC, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. So I don't, I've probably got in a little bit deeper into the science that I really need to, but if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating a normal diet with, with carbohydrates and you're not really restricting those at all, then you want to make sure that you're training at a high intensity for a decent amount of time and you want to tra- make sure that you're training at a, a medium intensity for a decent amount of time as well. Let's say that you are trying to lose weight and you're restricting your carbohydrates and, and you're, you're kind of, when you go to train, you're right away using fat as your primary fuel source, then you probably don't want to train at a super high intensity because the the fuel source, the fats that you have in you aren't going to be able to allow you to perform necessarily at a super high level. But again, everybody's bodies can work a little bit differently. Then let's go to like, if you if you don't really care about losing weight, if you just want to perform at a high level and and you probably need a little bit of carbohydrates then if you want to perform at a high level. Now, again, everybody's a little bit different, differently. Some people's can follow the keto diet and, and have a low level of carbs and perform at a really high level, but that's not going to be the best for every single person. So if you're trying to perform at a super high level, I would recommend making sure that you get some carbohydrates in. And if you're training early in the morning, then you might not need extra fuel because you might have eaten at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock the previous night, and you might already have a higher level of glycogen storage to be able to produce a high level of output, a high level of performance over a long period of time. But if you try that and you feel lightheaded towards the end of your workout, that means you probably needed to eat a little bit of something before. So the indicator of whether or not you need to eat a little bit before your workout or you can go a little bit longer is how your body feels when training at a high intensity at a longer for a longer period of time. If you're doing an hour-long workout and you're in minute 50 and you're starting to feel a little bit dizzy and stuff and you didn't eat right before you work out, then you might need to get a little bit of food right before. But again, it, it, little, it works a little bit differently for everybody. I, I start laughing because I had a friend in high school who was in really good shape. But no matter what, after a morning workout, we would have Friday morning 6 a.m. workouts for baseball no matter what, he'd throw up. <laughs> Whether or not he ate something right before, nothing right before, just a little bit right before, always. So everybody's bodies work a little bit differently. I hope this helps in regards to determining what to eat and when to eat right before you work out because giving you that energy source, the, the fuel source breakdown is, if you can understand that, if you can grasp that, that's what should allow you to make the educated decision as to what and when to eat before I work out in the level of intensity that you're getting ready to train at in, in your upcoming workout. So I loved this question. I absolutely loved it. I, I hope you guys got a little bit more clarity. I, I try to break it, break it down as simplistically as possible with giving you a little bit of the science, but not too much, uh, and, and giving you guys some applicable ways to, to start applying this before your next workout, right? And the next thing I want to say is I love getting questions like this. And so you, if you want to DM me a question on Instagram at carrier underscore best you, DM me a question. If you want to friend request me on Facebook and join my private Facebook community, then put a question in there because I've been getting a lot of questions and now I'm starting to turn those into podcast episodes. 
And it's good for me because I, I know what content people want and it's good for everybody else because they actually get the content that they need to actually get closer to their fitness goals. So again, shoot me a DM, join my private Facebook community, let me know what questions that you've got and I will likely turn it into a podcast episode if I feel like it's something that a lot of people will need. So let's start applying this knowledge of what to eat and when to eat before working out so you can get closer to your fitness goals so you can ultimately get closer and closer to your best you.